The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. The Braves Radio Network channel on the Podcast Park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Braves Country podcast, Tug Cowart and my buddy Scott Munn, along with World Series champion Ryan Klesko, going to reflect back on this Braves season, man. I tell you what, it was one that I did not expect to end the way it did. Looking at what happened, what do you feel like was the cause of the abrupt ending? Well, I mean, you know, you just ran into a hot team, you know, a team that was, the bats were hot, you know, um, they came out there and they just they just outplayed them. I mean, you just never know in the playoffs. I mean, all those teams obviously good or else they wouldn't be there. Hey, Ryan, Klesko, what did you think about, you know, the Braves didn't really play well in day games this year, and it seems like the NLDS, they stacked up a bunch of day games for us. Tougher to see, and we all know it's tougher to see the ball during day games. Um, and you got to address that issue. Is like, what, what can we do different to play better on day games? Sometimes, sometimes it's just, you know, it's shorten your swing up, um, you know, Usually when the shadows come, you all seen that game, what was it, what, 18, 17, 18 innings where they didn't went Cleveland or whatever that one series was or neither neither team scored a run? Yeah, the uh, uh, Seattle-Houston game. Yeah, I mean, it's, so you're dealing with these – you talk about a bad draw. You do, you play at 3 or 4 o'clock, there's going to be shadows running. You cannot see the rotation of a ball of the ball at all. So you're going to – the averages are going to go down. But, you know, both teams have to deal with it. So – um, you know, you got to address the issue. Okay, shorten your swing up. We're not seeing the ball. You know, you're not seeing the spin in the ball. I remember the only time I got hit in the face, I got hit in the, in the face with a fastball because I never seen the rotation of the ball. I never could see the ball out of the pitcher's hand, and I didn't. I didn't have a chance to get out of the way. And actually, was I was with San Diego playing in Atlanta, and uh, Ramirez threw a ball up and in that I never. I just didn't see it, and it hit me right in the face. It's, so you're dealing with, you know, 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. You're dealing with nasty sliders, and you just can't see rotation. It's it's literally like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say. It's like almost hitting like a dirt clod or, a, you know, a, a, a rock, a dark rock that, that someone's thrown at you, and you can't, you just, you just got to shorten up your swing, and the averages are going to be lower. There's going to be lower run production, uh, especially in that game. You could see the bleachers. It was real bright out in the outfield, and then it was it was kind of like, you know, a little more shadowy in the infield. It's, it's, it makes it twice as hard. I was I was horrible, horrible in shadow games. But if you ask every hitter, every major league hitter, I was talking to um, Perez. You know, that was doing the announcing. I was, and you could even see Harper. 
on that one swing he took, he he, he pointed at his team. It's like I can't see the ball. Like, yeah, you I know, remember I remember it. Yeah. It's just been part of the game. And you know what? The Yankees and the big market teams, they're going to get those night games or, you know, the L.A. or whatever. So his, historically, the Braves have always got bad draws on day games. That's just part of the way it's going to be. I'm not trying to make excuses at all, but, you know, I'm trying to sort out what happened because it's dizzy. Yeah, yeah, happened, yeah. And, and, right. But you're right. That's It's a point. They didn't play good on day games, and all the most of the games were day games. So, I mean, theoretically, you know, what are they doing wrong? You know, and you can look at everybody. You can look at analytics. What are they doing? You know, I mean, just bottom line is, you know, it's going to be tough on everybody. We all know the averages are going to be a little bit lower, but Phillies were hot. They were hitting the ball good. Um, they were they weren't missing fastballs. Uh, they were selective at the plate. They just, you know I mean you look back and look at okay, all the teams that were supposed to win the World Series and the teams that like the, the San Francisco Giants were never. I think they got what three World Series titles. They never ex- expected to win. Uh, Florida Marlins weren't even supposed to make the playoffs on their two World Series. It's just who gets hot at. At, at that time, if it was always the best team, it would be in the last five or ten years. It'd be it'd be the Yankees, and it would be you know the Dodgers. But that's not the case. You run into you know it's battle time, and and it's just hey, the Braves had a great season. I've been there and done that. It's just man, you know, it's just they just they didn't they just didn't get beat by a little bit. They I mean they were only I mean they got beat. Yeah, they seemed to lose on every aspect of the game, and the pitching wasn't great. The hitting was not timely. They left a lot of runners on base. It seems like they were so red hot when they swept the Mets, and then they go down and you know beat the daylights out of the Marlins to end the season. And that five days off, that literally cooled that team off and where the Phillies continued to play and had to grind, and it seemed to be in their favor, even though they were, you know, quote-unquote, tired. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree there. When we were playing, I remember when we went in and swept the Reds. We had like five days off. Okay, well, you got to scrimmage. You got to you got to see live at bats, but the the intensity, the, you know, the intensity's not there, and you got to grind through that. And that's a big factor. I mean, you got to look at every reason. But you know what, the game of baseball. But you look at okay, the Braves didn't. They had a rest. Well, that's part of the deal. As as a, as a team, knowing that you're going to get that rest, you've got to out there grinding. Like Snitaker says, look, we've been doing scrimmaging. These guys are seeing live at bats, but is that making it a disadvantage that you get those days off? Well, you got to look at both ways. Our pitchers got some rest. We had some guys that had some injuries. Strider had some rest, some extra rest. So you, you got the pros and then you got the cons. And, you know, and every time, you know, that like a team like that loses, they're always going to look at things differently. But all that stuff plays an effect. It always has. You got day games and you got a limited, like a long break. That's definitely going to detour from the way that you were playing. It's it's totally something that we can discuss, and I agree on. But that's just part of the game. There's nothing you can do about it, and you got to prep yourself. If you're not a good day game hitter, shorten your swing up. You know, I mean, but you know, you got to give credit to the Phillies. They just played. They played fantastic ball. I, as much as I do, I don't like the Philly fans. I don't like you know anything about. It, but you know, what? me either. They, I, you know, I mean, I just you know, it's just one of those things. It's so, is what I think we're talking about. Does certain factors play in the way that it just they just went from hot to cold? Well, of course, but they've got to find a way, you know, to to get that rhythm back, and they just never did. You know, it takes a lot to win the World Series. It's one team at all of baseball, and there's a lot of talented teams out there. You know, look at San Diego; they got hot. They knocked off the Dodgers. I mean, it's you know the Yankees almost got knocked off by Cleveland. So I mean, you talking about there was three of the best record baseball. Only one that really kind of went through and cruised pretty good was Houston. Um, that goes to show you that the talent on all these teams is exceptional. And, you you know, it's just Snick, Snickers done a great job. 
I thought the Braves had a fantastic season to catch, you know, catch up there at the end and do what they did. Um, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I'd rather look at what happened good compared to, you know, we, yeah, we didn't make it, but you know what? I, I, my hats off to them. What a great season that made the fans happy. Um, just, it was just a great run and unfortunately didn't make it all the way. But if you look back at what they did and how well this team played, uh, just because they didn't win the world series, um, doesn't mean that we didn't just have a great year. And I thought everybody played well. You know, we lost Albie, uh, we lost Albies, we lost Acuna, uh, uh, Acuna, we lost uh, Azuna for a little bit. I mean, there was a lot of adversity that came through, and they came back and they and they kicked some tail. So I, I I give that team so much credit. That's a great positive way of looking at it, and that Bobby Cox mentality of uh, let's look at the positives and build on them for next year. You know, the fifth consecutive NL East championship, 101 wins, a 14-game winning streak. Kyle Wright won 21 games. Spencer Strider, you know, he had 16 strikeouts in the game, and um, I think they led the National League in home runs. Kenley led the National League with 41 saves. Nobody swept them all year, and the fans, you know, we had over 3 million fans in attendance, so it was a great year. What's the players' mindset? You know, you, you've done this before. You, you've won a World Series, and then the next year, not. You know, and, and what what's the player, the players' mindset going into this offseason and going into 2023? What are they thinking, and what do they need to be thinking? Well, I mean, just honestly, we all these guys know what it takes. I mean, everything's got to run your run the right way to get to the World Series and win it all. So you got to look back, and you know, obviously, as a player, you got to look back. What can I improve on? Which is always someone does, and. What can I what, what what can I improve on to be a better player every year? You know, um, whether it be your diet or lifting weights or getting something that's bothering you looked at and, and taken care of. And ultimately, like I said, you look at the positives and go from there because the baseball is surrounded by nothing but negatives. You know, you, I mean, a guy that hits 300 of the course of the year is failing 70% of the time. So as a ball player, you got to learn to put the negative behind you and move forward. And I think that's an important part of it, right? When you're going through a slump or you're going through this, you're going through that. It's like understanding the game of baseball is hard and you get right out there and prepare yourself the best. That's the way you can you can prepare yourself and then always look to better yourself. Legendary Atlanta Braves World Series champion Ryan Klesko joining us on the Braves Country podcast. So uh, we had our big Braves Country live down at uh, Smith's Old Bar, and you were able to attend the first one, and this one you weren't because you were down in Florida working with uh, family and friends, the, the hurricane relief effort, the biggest storm to hit Florida since 1935, Category 4 hurricane, $67 billion in damage. And if you want to help, you can uh, donate to the Florida Disaster Fund. It has a volunteer Florida foundation, a 501c3 charitable organization. You can just uh, visit floridadisasterfund.org or text DISASTER, D-I-S-A-S-T-E-R, to the number 202 Two, two. How are the friends and family down in Florida? Are they are they able to dig out? Are they able to recover? Have they been able to get back home at all yet? Yeah, yeah. So the people that, that down there have some friends of mine in Tampa, and then we've got a place in down in Florida too. Everything was good. There was some nasty messes. Um, I didn't have anybody right on top of it, other than um, other than you know those guys down there at, at the Braves complex, uh, and you know, and and that place was. You know, they was coming right for him and did did a lot of damage, a lot of storm damage, a lot of flooding. Um, you know, people don't realize it, but that, that that literally hit almost touched down right next to the uh, spring training complex for the Braves. Wow, yeah, they're there at Northport. Uh, just because we're here at the ballpark, people have brought it up, but I don't think it's gotten any press otherwise. 
No, it, you know, Mike Dunn, you're a good friend of mine. He was down, I mean, he was there, you know, in the minor league uh, doing all the stuff, the minor league stuff when I was playing. And he moved his family down there from Georgia, and he's been down there full time. And I was checking on him, asked him if he needed anything, you know, asked him how he was. Uh, had some friends of mine near Tampa. Uh, and then our place down there in Florida too. So I had to go down there and make sure to clean, you know, get everything cleaned up and, you know, take the, you know, do, just get some manual stuff down there. I wasn't down there in the heart of it. I don't think you could have got down there for 10 days. So, um, you know, it just, I went down there and spent a couple of days down there and I had some friends of mine along the beach that had some flooding and stuff. So, you know, I just, I just took that, those few days to get down there and just, uh, you know, do as much work as I could. And, you know, it's it so unfortunate, um, you know, with all that, and it's just, man, it's just, you know, we, we dealt with that uh, a few, uh, several years ago when, uh, do you remember that the hurricane came through uh, Destin and, and uh, Mexico Beach area? Yeah, I do. Um, we own a property down there that got hit pretty hard, and it took us about two years to get it back fixed up and several million dollars that uh, it's a group of us that own a, um, uh, an island uh, that's got a bunch of houses on it and, and uh, right off the, right out in front of Mexico City Beach in Cape San Blas. So that hurt us real bad. Yeah, that was a was that Hurricane Michael, right? Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine had a house down there, completely. I mean, a complete loss. The house was completely destroyed. So, just uh, hoping and praying that all those folks are able to uh, to get back on their feet soon. That have been hit the worst. Um, uh, my son, as as I've talked to you before, man, he's trying to play college baseball. He's got uh, three or four offers so far, and 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 hoping for a couple more uh, this coming weekend and in the weekends in the future. Now, your son is uh, is playing travel ball and and is doing very well, a big player. Have you started your own organization? Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. So we're 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 uh, we're playing our last tournament this weekend, uh, working on some things. Uh, it's, it's it's been great. It's been great. We um, perfect game uh, has. has started perfect game cares uh we're doing a charity golf tournament down there we help what helps with some of the kids that can't afford to play um they give them scholarships where they can they can come in and play some of these tournaments because you know baseball is expensive and traveling is expensive and stuff so you know one of the owners we actually met with a lot of owners last week that had all these uh, showcases and being your kids and about ready to you know play college you know all the showcases and stuff so we're trying to uh work together to make you know, the owner of the perfect game, uh, Mr. Ford, actually started this. He was a, a, a college uh, soft, or baseball coach, and he was he started all this to help to help the recruiting process for kids to be able to get colleges and pro scouts to look at them better. So, um, you know, Scott uh, Scott Thurman, which um, you know was uh, uh, has been a big sports agent for years, came in and, and he bought he uh, merged and partnered up with Mr. Ford, and they're making it they're doing it worldwide now. They're they're bringing softball in, and they're actually going out of the country. Uh, we're actually try- we're looking at taking the team to Barcelona next year. So they're doing a really a lot of good things out there. And we're just trying to help the kids get trained better, you know. And I could I look back and 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 if it wasn't for my coaches and my mom to help me, uh, you know, work two jobs to put me through pitching and hit lessons, I probably wasn't, yeah. you know, I probably would never made it because it's a matter of, you know, you I, I give the analogy, you can go out there and you could go out to the golf course every day and and swing as much as you want unless you got proper instruction of, of, of getting that swing the right way it's just, it, you know you know it's not going to get any better so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to we're trying to get the training in the kids at an early age so that their technique is there they don't hurt you know we, we, we maybe lessen some of the arm injuries um and then so we're just getting involved with that it's fun you know i i figure i've only got a few a few years left and my son's gonna be right where your son is he's gonna be playing college baseball and i'm gonna be you know 
I'm just going to step down to the ground kid, the grandkids and start traveling and uh, helping them. <laughs> That's right. Uh, or or getting an RV and and you know and driving to uh, different places during, on the weekends to be able to see your kid play, man. That's what we've been contemplating. You know, just how we're going to get out to see him. He's got a couple offers from a JUCOs. He's got a D2, and then he's got. Uh, we're going to Radford this weekend at uh, up in Virginia. So hoping for the best there. You can't ever tell the way it's going to turn out, but uh, but it's been a whole lot of fun, man. So is there any recommendation for, for me, guys like me, where my kid is right there on the cusp of playing college ball, but there's always that next connection that might be the right one? It, do you have any advice there? Oh, yeah, to get, just, you want to get him out in front of as many, many colleges as you can. Um, nowadays, it's so much easier. you got social media. You have, you have all the tracking of their stats. Um, back when I played, they didn't have all that. It was just word of mouth of, and in true scouting. Nowadays, it's such it's so much like so much easier to be able to look at a kid. Uh, you know, a, a, a team like Texas or Arizona State can look at a kid in Georgia. Literally, can look at him without having to fly all the way out there. They can look at videos. They can look at his bat velo, his bat angle, his bat velo. He can look at they can look at pitching. But basically, bottom line is they want to see that kid play eventually, especially if there's any interest there and. There's all these showcases everywhere. You know, some of them are kind of money grabs, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and some of them are legit, right? So you have to kind of filter through all that. Um, I I know that the the PG event down there in uh, West Palm Beach had, I, if I'm guessing, there was well over 100 colleges out there. So those oh, kids yeah. were really getting looked at. So there's major league scouts everywhere. So it just depends. Um, you know, I guess getting into it, you got to do your research. Okay, you know what kind of what kind of workout am I going to? But I mean, you wouldn't believe it, but uh, there's 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 several of the kids that I've coached, especially on the Select Fest team, that are already committing to colleges, and they and they played. They're just entering 14U, so they're looking at these kids yeah. well before uh, before it was 16, 17. But there, some of these some of the top kids in the nation at 14U, they're already committed to D1. Some of them. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about the Braves and. All the things that are going on in your life, man, we wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Ryan Klesko, I just wanted to thank you so much for being a part of the Braves Country Podcast in our first couple of years here. Uh, It means so much to Tug and me, but really, man, it means so much to the fans. Braves fans love hearing from you, man. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll have to restart next year and and go go after them next year. But I'm like I said, I'm super proud of the way that – the, the, the Snitz team played, and, I mean, Alex did such a great job with the team. Bottom line is wake up and think, man, what a great season. What a great what a great year for the team to entertain the, the fans so much and just and just kind of look at that instead of looking, well, we didn't win it all. And, you know, I, I got a lot of a lot of people, everybody that's talked to me this week is like, man, how about those Braves, you know, and that kind of negative thing. I'm like, hey, man, they had a great year. There's only going to be one team at the end of this that's going to be on top of it. And I'm sure it was them. This year it would be somebody else. But you got to look at how well they played. So, I'm trying to turn that that kind of I know and that's and that's not taken against anybody. That's just people being disappointed that they didn't they didn't win it all again because they know how talented this team was. But it 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 uh, it takes everything to to win that World Series. It takes breaks. It takes good luck. It takes some oh, yeah. some balls dunked in. It you know it makes it, it takes everything's got to work perfect for a team to to go back to back. I mean, you look at the history of teams that have gone win back to back World Series. I mean, I don't know how long it's been. Uh, how many times have done, but it's not very often. Yeah, I think the last time I remember is uh, the Yankees in the late nineties, like ninety eight, ninety nine, or ninety nine, two thousand somewhere what, in there. What, We're trying to forget years that. Ago? Yeah, 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 exactly. absolutely. Twenty five years, twenty five years ago, right? So I mean, you know, it, it, it makes it tough, and uh, so we'll. Uh, 
you know, and, it, and it's not going to happen again this year because the Braves are out. So, yeah. you know, it, that's how that's he's going to remind people, you know, don't be down on the Braves just because no Philly came out and, you know, don't be down on the Braves just because Philly came out and played really well. You got to give them credit. Braves had a great season. Yeah, they didn't hit as good as they were supposed to hit, but dang, they had it. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to, to take the high side and say, what, my hat's off to you guys and had a great season. That's right, man. Five division titles in a row, man. That is not an easy feat, especially to win it like they did there at the end of the season. So, yeah, man, go Braves, man. We'll never be down on them here on the Braves Country Podcast because we love them. And uh, we want to invite you to keep coming back on the show. Hey, quickly, since we didn't get to talk any music and you and you didn't make it out to the Spitz Old Bar event, have you been to any good shows lately? Well, I did go to Aaron Lewis's 50th birthday party in, in, in Nashville uh, not too long ago, and that was really cool. There was A lot of the singers were there. Um, oh, Cole Swindell was there. My buddy uh, John Daly was there. Oh, wow. Um, it was it was it was a good time, and he got on stage and sang. Bobby Pinson was there. Uh, my buddy Cole Taylor, which is uh, one of the top songwriters, uh, he was one. Of, he, he's a very good uh, country songwriter. My buddy, he's a old Georgia boy. Oh, we got to uh, get him Taylor on, man. There. Oh yeah, bring him on. I've got yeah. All, all these all these guys are huge Braves fans. Craig Morgan's a good uh, huge Braves fan. Jason Aldean is probably devastated. He's you know him and Cole are just huge Braves fans, and they've always they've always supported the Braves organization. So you know it's it's you know. We text each other back and forth once in a while, but uh, we're, we're looking forward to, to watching the playoffs, and uh, we got to pull for that National League team, man. Always. That's right. That's right. Always. That's right. Always right. pulling for the National League. Ryan Klesko, former Atlanta Braves and a World Series champion, always a champion here on the Braves Country Podcast. Man, have a great day. You guys, too. It's a pleasure talking to you again. Also want to thank the fans and everybody for listening to the show, and I want to ask you to subscribe at the Podcast Park or Apple, Spotify, Google Play. You you can also get the uh, an Amazon podcast. Uh, share it with your friends and spread the word about the Braves Country podcast. Also, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages. We're announcing new episodes and plan to have some contests this winter that you can be a part of and win and hopefully get you out to a live Braves Country podcast as well. At Braves Country Podcast, Tug. Big episodes coming in the offseason, too, so stay tuned. Y'all come back now, you hear? This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country, also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win.
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 